Welcome to Furniture Industry News for Monday, October 16th, 2023 from FurniturePodcast.com, where you can stay up to date on the latest news surrounding the ever-evolving furniture industry. In today's episode, we'll cover retailers' priorities at the high point market, the decrease in U.S. consumer spending on home-related products, and the challenges faced by small business retailers in paying rent. Buyers flock to the high point market for a plethora of reasons. After all, with around 2,000 vendors present, there's bound to be something that fulfills the needs of most retailers. Whether it's technology providers looking to showcase their latest products or transportation companies seeking to impress with their offerings, the market caters to all. But it's not just about the products. There are also ample opportunities for networking and attending educational sessions. Here's what several retailers had to say during the market. Matt Pridemore from Badcock Home Furniture and Moore Dealer in Valdosta, Georgia, is focusing on stationary living room and dining room items, as there seems to be a shift away from reclining furniture. Alex Rubin of Bernie and Phil's in Norton, Massachusetts, is looking to explore upholstery options after the decline of Klausner. Robert Van Hoos from Big Sandy Superstore in Franklin Furnace, Ohio, seeks custom order capabilities at a value price to replace Klausner. Bill Flansburg of Duncan Bright in Syracuse, New York, follows a consistent strategy of identifying trends, exploring value in existing trends, and ensuring vendors can ship promptly and consistently. Becky Green from Furnitureland South in Jamestown, North Carolina, prioritizes the bedroom category and hopes to find exciting new products that cater to the mid-price point. Aaron Fisher from Furniture Mart USA in Sioux Falls, South Dakota, is on the lookout for budget-friendly, modular, and small-scale stationary upholstery, acknowledging the increasing demand for apartment-sized dwellings. Lael Thompson from Home Collections Furniture in Aurora, Colorado, plans on focusing on upholstery, accents, and lighting, with an emphasis on personalization and affordability. Eric Easter from Kittles in Indianapolis highlights their focus on stationary upholstery and motion as they seek to fill the gap left by Klausner. Gentry Prestwood from Miss Kelly Furniture in Pearl, Mississippi, aims to find upholstery vendors who offer viable alternatives to Klausner and desires a refreshing update to their product range. Scott Bowman from Zach's Home Furnishings in Johnson City, Tennessee, devotes himself to sourcing quality goods that provide value compared to competitors focusing solely on cheaply made items. He also searches for styles and finishes that deviate from the popular farmhouse look and seeks to stay updated on the ever-changing digital marketing landscape. These retailers demonstrate the diverse priorities and strategies undertaken by industry professionals at the high point market. With a wide range of preferences and goals, the market is sure to deliver a plethora of options for buyers. So let's talk about consumer spending on home-related products in the U.S. It seems that over the past couple of years, there has been a decrease in people's plans to buy home furnishings and electronics. According to Deloitte's Global State of the Consumer Tracker, this decline has been quite steady. If we look at the oldest data from September 26, 2021, U.S. consumers plan to allocate about 8% of their share of wallet over the next four weeks towards home, furnishings, and electronics. Broken down by age group, it was 10% for those aged 18 to 34, 9% for those aged 35 to 54, and 4% for those 55 and older. Fast forward a year to September 26, 2022, and we see a significant decline in these numbers. 
the oldest age group's allocation dropped to 3% of their share of wallet for home and electronics purchases over a four-week period. The 35 to 54 age group dropped to 7%, and the younger generation, Gen Z and millennials, declined to 9%. Overall, the share of wallet for home-related products fell to 6% across all age groups. Now, the most recent data from August 28th of this year shows an even sharper decline in planned spending for home, dropping to 3% among all age groups combined, which is about a 62% change over a two-year span. The youngest group allocated only 4%, the 35-54 to group fell to 3%, and even the boomers and older Gen Xers set aside only 2% of their wallet share for home and electronics. In contrast, spending on clothing and personal care saw a decline of 27%, dropping from 11% to 8% between September 2021 and August 2023. Recreation and leisure spending also gradually decreased, fluctuating from 13% in 2021 to 11% in 2023. So, where is the spending allocation going? Interestingly, the share of wallet dedicated to housing increased significantly over the two-year period for all U.S. consumers. It rose from 13% to 25%, marking a 92% increase. Meanwhile, spending on groceries saw a more modest rise, going from 12% in 2021 and 2022 to 13% in 2023. So, we've been hearing a lot about the current state of the economy and how it's affecting different industries— And one industry that's really feeling the pinch is retail. It's no surprise that when consumer prices start to rise, people tend to pull back on discretionary spending. And that's exactly what we're seeing now. According to the Bureau of Labor Statistics, the consumer price index increased by 0.6% in August. And over the past year, it climbed 3.7%. Those are some pretty significant numbers. But what we don't always talk about is how this decrease in consumer spending impacts small businesses, which make up the majority of retailers in the industry. A recent survey conducted by Alignable, an online network for small business owners, found that 47% of retailers were unable to pay their rent in full in September, and that's up from 40% in August and 30% in January. That's a troubling trend for sure. There are a few reasons for this. First, fewer consumers in the marketplace means less revenue for retailers. On top of that, interest rates have been climbing, rental rates have increased, and gas prices are hitting consumers hard. It's really a perfect storm of economic issues. The survey also highlighted the states where small business owners are struggling the most with rent payments, New York, New Jersey, and Illinois. Although Illinois did show some improvement in September compared to August, it's not looking great for the retail industry. Many insiders are predicting that business conditions won't start to improve until at least the middle of 2024, And some are even more pessimistic, saying it won't be until 2025. And as time goes on and these economic issues persist, we can expect to see more retailers fall behind on rent or have to consolidate. Stay tuned to Furniture Industry News from FurniturePodcast.com to stay informed on the latest updates in the furniture industry and make sure to subscribe for future episodes.